let's get it Radically smaller commerce, you wanna test AB On your BDP, pump up the AOV And your B2C, do the 301, avoid the 404 Boost your SEO, get people to the store Got the latest stack, headless, you react You want that seamless customer experience attack Live shopping social, set up your syndication Be relevant, that's our recommendation Radical Smart Commerce is a podcast presented by Aptus with focus on smart e-commerce and merchandising. And we will talk about trends, new technology, and the importance of being relevant. We will do this by interviewing site and guests to be inspired by their success stories and insights. And we that are your host is Thomas Schabay and Frida Olsson. All right, now we have had our big launch two weeks ago when we released the three first episode of this podcast. And from now on, it's going to be part of our work routine. Frida, what do you say? This is your first podcast. So what do you think of being a podcaster? Good question. I'm, uh, I'm starting to enjoy it. <laughs> Can I say that? Yeah, and we also had a celebration where we sort of dressed up as uh, our alter egos and... Um, and had a toast and... Um, we are warm in our clothes. Is that what, you, <laughs> what you're trying to say? I think that's what I'm trying <laughs> to say. And uh, today we're going to dive into another topic and something that I think um, is talked about quite a lot is how to create a good customer experience. But I think also um, maybe it's not that obvious where to start. No, and I agree with you. And I think, uh, like you said, in, in a way, maybe there's a bit of inflation going on using the word customer experience. Everyone is, is talking about it and, and, and stating that there's the highest priorities. But does everyone really know uh, what that actually means? And, and do they actually know, know the customer? Uh, I don't think that that might be the case always. No, the customer should be in focus. And the customer comes first. But if you want to do this, what do you need to look at what kind of research do you need to do what is actually the things that really will make the customer enjoy being on your website and uh, shop and so on so i'm glad to be able to present an expert in this field that has a long experience with uh, several e-commerce companies and is also a consultant in this area and that would be mia kamlian and we will hear more about her and her history right now. Today we are very happy to have Mia Kamlian, a woman with a long experience within the e-commerce business, both at different retailers, but also as a consultant. So welcome, Mia. Thank you. Very happy to be here. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Well, um, today uh, I work as a senior e-commerce consultant at OmniArch, a company that helps uh, online companies and retailers to maximize their uh, e-commerce growth. Um, But uh, I haven't been a consultant for that long. Uh, So my last nine years I've spent in different retail companies working with e-commerce most recently uh, from Apotek Hjertat and uh, before that uh, from Big Max. Okay, so that is within the pharmacy uh, business and, and also, do you call it do it yourself or the building equipment? What do you call Big Max? Building materials, uh, DIY industry. Okay, yeah. So, but my background is in um, 
digital marketing and uh, development but very close to my heart is 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 the customer and the UX uh, the customer experience and we're going to go into that in this episode of course but was it a big change for you going from the DIY industry into uh, the pharmaceutical sort of retailing space or was it similar um i was actually um a bit surprised over the similarities uh that i found when i worked uh, when i changed the industry um although uh the logistics was quite uh, was a bit easier uh, when it comes to pharmaceutical products because they are small and they fit in a package and that was not the case with the large building supplies and also um the the pharmacy business is much more regulated uh so you need to gain some um, in-depth knowledge um in order to work with the pharmacy business okay what was the same then uh the same was uh i mean how you create a good customer experience how you can um, market your products in different channels how you can sell based on not just products but uh, for example situations in your life um in at, in big max for example it was like you would uh, perhaps build a patio but when it comes to uh, the pharmaceutical business it's more like i have a symptom of something and of course i mean we have the same struggles when it com- comes to uh, platforms uh, performance um choosing the right path to move forward and so forth. Yeah, and today we're actually going to talk a little bit more uh, about how to create a good experience. And I think if you're working in a store, for example, you have a quite clear understanding what is a good customer experience. But maybe it can be a little bit more trickier when it comes to, to e-com. So I know it's a, it's a very broad question, but, uh, but what is a good c- customer experience according to you? When it comes to customer experience, I think uh, that is all about what kind of emotions you create uh, at the customer. Uh, and that is something that we in who's working in e-commerce not uh, measure that much. Actually, we look at numbers and figures, but feelings, no, that's more something that I, I think you see and um, perhaps measure in, in, a, in a physical store. But uh, a good customer experience is when a customer has a really nice feeling after the purchase uh, is done and delivered at all touch points. So how can you actually, I mean, measure that that emotion or the good feeling or uh, or in such when it comes to to a site then and not in a physical store? When I think that as a uh, an e-commerce um, player start to combining. The data that you can retrieve from, for example, analytics uh, with um, qualitative data from customers. Ask them for feedback, involve them in your um, development, um, start a communication. I know that it's perhaps easy to say, but I think that you can start small and then add on more features and more communication. For example, um, you get a lot of feedback with just adding a question after purchase saying like, were you happy or not with this experience? 
that's the only question you actually need to pose in order to start gathering customer feedback. Uh, and then, of course, it's to get the the whole customer experience feedback. You need to do it at the right moment um, because if you if you ask, for example, in one moment, you just get a picture of exactly that touch point. But if you look at the whole customer journey and ask afterward, what what what's your feelings about shopping at our store? You get the whole pictures. Uh, from from a customer perspective for for example um maybe the delivery process wasn't what you wanted or wished for uh and that's out of perhaps the retailer's control but it's very important feedback uh that you need to to get as a retailer because that affects if a customer will shop with you again perhaps uh, I guess there are certain moments where, where you could go in and sort of ask for uh, their experience sort of when you check out or when you have done your purchase online, when you get your order confirmation in the email or when you get the actual product. Um, if you can get them back into the site for some reason and, and ask them as well, that could be helpful. Uh, similar to when you go through customs and they ask, what was your experience today? Happy face, uh, sad face or something like that. Exactly, exactly. And I also think that um, uh, now it's like, I don't know, uh, 20 years ago, <laughs> I was working with um, uh, magazines, selling them to customers and um, trying to get renewals uh, for prescriptions. Um, and uh, then we actually did A-B tests on our, um, in the renewal process. One uh, customer group got, um, didn't get um, an investigation, I would say research, uh, about what they thought about the magazine. And the other group got that uh, letter. Uh, and the group that got the letter and th where we asked about what they thought about the magazine, they had a higher, much higher renewal uh, frequency than the other group. Okay. So it's also, it's also very interesting to see that if you start asking your customers what they think about you, if you show interest in developing and improving, that also affects uh, that customer coming back to you. Yeah, I can definitely see that, and especially in a, in a physical store. I mean, uh, you don't you don't often have to actually give the customer what they ask for, and such. It's more of giving them attention, and then they 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 think they have been helped in a way. Yeah, yeah. Let's pretend if I own an e-com uh, company and decide I want to focus on improving customer experience, and I reach out to you for help. So, how would you go about working with this? And we. First, I would start with the easy part, which is just analyzing the data and see if we have some just do it things that we can see like here you're losing a lot of customers in this uh, step in the conversion funnel, for example. What could that be then? I mean, what is a typical thing that you could see from the data? Well, you can, for example, see if you have um, a very high drop off in the checkout, for example. You can start looking at that in, in and in in uh, many cases, it's quite obvious okay. uh, why. Uh, so then you can just say that, okay, we know this from experience that perhaps too many fields will make people drop off. Or if you have to register in order to check out, we know that that also increases drop off. So we have this, I mean, knowledge from <laughs> things we've done previously that 
that can lower the the com- conversion rate. So that's one part of it. Um, the other part I would say is just to start uh, getting that kind of feedback. And there are several tools you can use. Um, I have used, for example, Hotjar. Um, that's very easy to implement. Uh, it's a, it's a tool that you can use to to get feedback. It could be trigger based. Is that something you uh, sort of uh, um, script you add to the ecom to be able to to measure more? Or? Yeah, f- for example, if um, if you see that a customer um, is uh, staying a very long time in in the checkout process maybe you want to ask do you have any problems with checking out or are you not happy with the delivery methods for example and then you get a lot of customer feedback if you have a volume (laughs) (laughs) so just start by asking and see what you can get from that okay is there something that you have used in your previous jobs yeah in both of them. Okay, so do you have any examples of what kind of feedback you got and in what situations? I think this is uh, is uh, quite industry specific, but when it comes to the pharmacy industry, the delivery is crucial. And that I mean, you have a prescription and you have to be sure that you get it when it runs out. So, um that's something that is I'd say one of the most important things. So if we don't uh, show that in the right way, or if we don't um, give the customers the delivery methods that he or she wants, uh, if it's hard to find the right uh, uh, pickout point that you want to go to, that's something that we got quite a lot of feedback about. Uh, and also after... Um, Delivery, that was also something that we got a lot of feedback about. So uh, delivery um, was very high up on our agenda. But also, I'd say that something you mentioned before, Frida, was when you enter into a physical store and you get someone to hold your hand and to guide you through the store. That's also something that we got feedback about, that a site can be quite unpersonal. um, and. that people, they want to have that personal feeling, even if they're in an online context. Yeah, and I think uh, that is yeah that is something really really important and also very difficult. I think uh, so. Do you have I don't know like a working method or, or something to to uh, to get to understand the customer? Uh, yeah, I, I I'd say that. The first thing that you um, should do when you are starting your customer experience work is to try to map the customer uh, journey. The customer journey is a map where you see uh, all customer interactions before purchase, during purchase, after purchase, and delivery. So it's it's a way to see um, why does customer come to us uh, in what ways do they come to us? Because the journey begins before they even end up on your site. The journey can begin with, for example, I'm asking my my um, my friends about advice. I'm Googling. I'm going to an online doctor. Um, I'm reading blogs. Uh, I'm in, on Instagram. Uh, 
all the channels before before the purchase actually take place. And you need to know that in order to know your customer. Uh, and also, when you're doing this, you have to see that there are different needs behind why they are coming to your site. And it also is is very different uh, between industries. So that's why you have to know what your what 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 is the purchasing triggers for your customers specifically. For example, um, I think in in the fashion industry, you have some inspirational shoppers that just goes to a a, a fashion online uh, retailer uh, to just seek inspiration and see if there's something you like. Um, looking at news but you don't really have uh, inspirational shopping at a pharmacy you have a specific need uh, in most cases uh, and that's the reason why you come to the pharmacy perhaps uh, you are running out of products or you so you have to refill or you have a symptom um, that you you need to take care of so that's something that you need to understand and then uh, in the purchasing phase, um, you need to look at what what are the pain points in this phase. Uh, what does customer experience? Is it is it hard to search, for example, to find the right products? Is it hard to filter out? Uh, it, uh, how easy is it to make make uh, the selection of products that suits my needs, for example? And do you have any gain points that you could build upon? Uh, any possibilities um that's very important and then i mean the checkout process that we talked about it's to actually um do the transaction uh, but then you have you you mustn't forget that the customer experience doesn't end when the customer has reached the thank you page uh, it's a very important phase from that to delivery and after the purchase, um, also absolutely. So, so, so it seems to me that it's it's quite an extensive work if you want to map all of that out. So, I mean, how do I go from there to actually start implement something and improving the customer experience on my site? Where do I start after that? One thing that is really easy to start with is actually to walk in the customer's shoes, and I think that we we're, we're not doing that as often as we should. So um, take some internal people and hand over a mission. Like you should shop this product, for example. How do you do it? And what's your reflections about the different phases in the shop shopping journey? You can start by doing that and learn from your own experience. That's the easiest part. Uh, the other part is then to involve customers and also give them a mission and study them. How do they proceed? Catch their um, instant reactions uh, to stuff and just sit sit by them. <laughs> I think you can even do it uh, through uh, this uh, digital way of doing it, like online. And uh, gather their, their reactions to find out uh, pain points and gain points throughout the different phases. Okay. 
No, I think it's it's quite funny that you say that sit by them <laughs> by the doing thing because I, I actually tried to to teach my grandmother to to shop online, uh, and there I definitely find out some some really good learnings because they are obviously very new uh, on shopping uh, online. So, uh, have you have any insights or learnings from from this new segment? Yeah, uh, a lot, and that was. Uh... That was so exciting when we saw this new new uh, type of customers uh, when I was working at Apotekertat. Uh, and it was also quite cool because the people that normally shops online, we all know that the cart is there and that the symbol of a cart looks like this. The menu looks like this. <laughs> it's the hamburger menu. But for someone who hasn't shopped online at all, everything is new. And nothing is a habit, so so it's like seeing uh, things for the first time through uh, a baby's eyes, <laughs> and <laughs> you can learn from that because I think that a site, uh, a shopping experience, should be uh, as easy so that a child could do it. And uh, so, so we learned a lot, and from um, the older customers. Uh, how we could improve our way of uh, showing them stuff and to make things even more smooth and simple. So you have already s talked about how to sort of sit beside of the customer, get the insights of their actual experience. But if you want to innovate on that, I know when we previously talked, you mentioned things like the Kano model, MDP and other interesting things. So maybe you could elaborate on that a little bit. I think it was Jeff Bezos that said, like, customers are always dissatisfied, even when they don't know it. They want you to, to give them a better way of doing things. They just don't know it yet. So that's the whole uh, customer obsession uh, that he talked about. Um, and I think it, it very much lies in that. Uh, that you have to invent on behalf of your customers. So you have to innovate. Uh, so it's not enough to just listen to them. You have to see what kind of pain points they have, but they are not going to give you the solution. You are giving them the solution. When you know the problems they have or the possible gain points that you can see, then it's time to innovate. Then I think the the Kano model that I was talking about before is a, a quite useful tool in order to just um, structure your innovation work. And um, what you look at in, in the Kano model is like you're dividing features into like basics. So you have basic features that a customer would expect from a product or service. Uh, but then the next level uh, are satisfiers, uh, which are elements that are not absolutely necessary, but they would increase uh, the customer's enjoyment of the product or service. And on top, you have delighters. And these are the surprise features that really could boost your competitive advantage and could add this uh, really talk about your product okay this i have to stop here this really interests me so what could be surprise features in an e-commerce that sort of 
Okay, in uh, it it depends uh, on uh, on industry, of course. Um, but a surprise feature for, for example, shopping clothes could be that you get your personal stylist. Ah, I would need that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I I would also have to say that some features can start as a satisfier, but uh, or a delighter, but become a satisfier. Uh, so it, it's it also can move. <laughs> for example, um, what do you say? Apple's iPhone when it first was introduced, the touch screen was like, "Wow, you can touch on the screen! <laughs> How cool is that?" So that was a real delighter because customers, it was a surprise. Yeah. But now it's a basic. It's a basic function. Yeah. Uh, so. It's it's always moving uh, from up to down. Yes. Uh, so it's it's um, important to know that just because you had a delighter five years ago <laughs> doesn't mean that it's a delighter today. Interesting. And what's an MDP? I mean, generally we talk about MVPs, like minimum viable products. So yeah, I think that when it comes to the MVP, minimum viable products, you say that, uh, for example. The skateboard. You say that you um, uh, the 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 MVP is uh, transporting yourself from A to B, for example. Mm. Uh, so you're building a skateboard. Uh, so the MVP is like, yeah, you can fulfill the need to transport yourself from A to B, and then you add on maybe a, you build a bike, so it's a bit faster to transport yourself from A to B. But if you <laughs> are looking in a, an MDP way, it's it stands for minimal desired product. For example, if you look at the, the Kana model, what, what a customer would expect. Uh, if a customer expects a car, <laughs> then it's not good to give them a skateboard. No, true. Uh, so you have to look at what are customers, what's their their um, expectation of this? Will will this product satisfy them if I launch this? So uh, that's the MDP um, approach. Okay. Maybe you shouldn't do all functions, but when you do one function, make sure that it delivers upon basic needs, satisfiers, and also add a bit of delight on top of it. So it's better to do less, but to do it really good than to do everything quite bad. Okay. I think it's interesting to, to talk about uh, things in these terms, satisfiers and uh, desirables and so on. And uh, one thing that we desire from our guests here is, uh, is actually due to our hip hop theme that we have in the beginning of the episode is to ask them for their rapper name. So uh, the same question goes to you as with all other guests, Mia, what would be your name as a rapper? Yeah, I had my children, I asked my children about advice on the rapper name because they're very into rap. And they said that, mom, you have to have something with Lil in the beginning, then you're quite cool. Okay. So it, it's uh, Lil Miami. Lil Miami? Oh, that was a great one. Do you know my name is Lil Friday? Oh, <laughs> so, so we're a team. <laughs> we, can, we can build a group. <laughs> so Miami, is that just sort of uh, pointing to your name or do you have a connection to Miami? No, it's uh, 
I don't know. My mom used to call me Miami. I think she uh, said Maya Miami. That was like my my nickname when I was, and my my sister called me that as well. So. Oh, okay. I see. So there is a history behind it then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you have any good or funny stories from your time as uh, at Big Max or Apotheket Hjärtan or so that uh, you would like to share with us? Funny stories. Yeah, funny stories or about products that you did that went good or went bad or that was innovative or so. Yeah, I, I can... Um... I mean, I've, I've done quite a lot of funny projects, but one that I uh, I'm quite proud that we actually uh, did was the building planner when I worked at uh, Big Max, uh, because we had a vision that uh, you as a customer shouldn't uh, need to have any experience or knowledge about how to build but you should be able to buy everything you would need in order to build, for example, um, a patio, uh, including the handymans. <laughs> so with that vision, we created the building planner, uh, which was an online tool. Um, and the only thing we asked about was things that they could know without any previous experience. For example, how big do you want the patio to be? Uh, what does the ground look like if you put down a shovel? Um, and where do you live? Because that could also affect uh, if the, the type of um, foundation that you needed. And then it, I mean, it took like a few minutes to uh, order uh, everything you needed to build a patio, including everything. I think that that's a typically good example of where you help the buyer to buy uh, because it's hard to know all the different things you need to accomplish a certain task. And I think especially in the within a building stuff, at least uh, for a, an amateur like myself, that's a great help. And... Yeah, I probably need a similar help if I'm just going to buy an outfit. So it's probably you know <laughs> similar there. Yeah, but it's also it's 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 also what what we started with the feelings, uh, and uh, because today we're it's it's too hard to take a rational buying decision. Uh, it's too time exhausting. Uh, so everything that you as an e-commerce player can do to decrease the time and the amount spent on these buying decisions, it, I think that's when you have created a good customer experience because that's when uh, the customer's needs um, uh, are met. Yeah, so if, if you could summarize a few tips for the ones that want to take the customer experience to the next level, uh, what would that be then? Start engaging with the customers and start by small steps. You don't have to know everything to start with, but just start in small steps. And if if not start with the customer, then just start with yourself and act as a customer. And then I'd say that it's important to, to, to combine the qualitative data with the quantitative data, but not just to look at one or the other, but combined. Okay. And then have focus and choose what kind of functions that you actually build and make sure that the customers uh, want them. 
Great. Super happy to, to have you on the show here. And uh, if you get to wish, what would you like to hear about in the show going forward? Um, any topic or guest that comes to mind? I guess everyone's talking about Amazon these days. Yeah. But it would be interesting to know if actually Amazon will work in Sweden. Yeah. Let's see if we can find someone that has insights into that. I mean, I, I read um, the other day that you can already see that more and more of the search results point to product pages on Amazon. It's still uh, not super much, but the increase is quite high. And, and I heard someone say that, you know, within six months or within a year, it will be a far larger amount uh, of search results. And especially, I think the small e-tailers uh, have been able to drive a lot of traffic because they are good at SEO. But when big Amazon comes, it's going to be, they're going to lose a lot, I think. But uh, yeah, let's see who we can find to talk about that uh, a little bit more in depth. Mm. And I also think it's interesting because um, I, I have seen the price list of Amazon. <laughs> Uh, and the commissions they take, uh, uh, you really need to have high margins in order to sell on Amazon. So that excludes already some retailers that are um, on a very low margin level as it is. I think that uh, brands with high margin could sell on, on Amazon, um, but I find it harder for other retailers that don't have their own products. Cool. Interesting. But uh, again, thank you so much, Mia. It was a pleasure having you on the show and uh, see you around. Yeah, thank you. You too. Bye-bye. To be up to date with podcast-related matters, please follow our LinkedIn page. And if you want to participate in discussions or recommend topics and guests, please join our Facebook group as well. Just search for Radically Smarter Commerce and you will find us. And of course, if you want to contact me or Thomas directly, you can always reach out on LinkedIn. And you find this podcast on all platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Acast, as well as at radicallysmartercommerce.com. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review if you like the podcast it helps us to find new listeners. And you can also follow Aptus at LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. See you in two weeks.